Positive heads out there, thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the one who will be here with you each and every Wednesday, interviewing a different consciousness change maker that is also out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can hear me discussing topics such as my favorite thought-provoking quotes, reading and discussing wisdom from empowering books, playing clips from various inspirational spiritual teachers, sharing a bit of mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and essentially digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you into positive vibrations on a consistent basis. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash Positive Head. Check it out. All right, all you Positive Heads, welcome Welcome. So happy to be back here yet again. Scratchy voice and all. Still dealing a little bit of with a little bit of hoarseness. You guys hear me say uh, many times on the show. If you've been listening over the years, I don't believe in getting sick. I get sick very, very rarely. Typically, you know, I do have this story. If I party too much, that I can I can get sick. And I started thinking about it and with this hoarse throat. And a little bit of sniffles, which I haven't had a cold in at least a few years. Um, I started thinking, oh, well, I was up all night Saturday night, saw the sunrise, definitely doing a little bit of partying more than normal. Uh, And um, yeah, so maybe I need a new story. Maybe I need to say if I I party, it makes me healthy. (laughs) That is a story that I have that... uh, seems to be uh, holding true in this case because, yeah, it's a little bit of a cold thing happening, but that's okay. It's a, it's a learning experience like everything. So uh, bear with me with uh, the little bit of funky voice uh, that I have going on today. I will start off with reading a review here by Little Red 89 the title is In Love. I love you so, 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 so much. Dances. <laughs> uh, dances in parentheses or with the stars next to it. I've been listening to the Positive Head podcast 
for over a year now, and it just keeps getting better and better. I never cease to be amazed at the synchronicity between what is discussed on the show and what is going on with my own life, both internally and externally. I've grown to adore Brandon in every sense of the word. Aw. He is such an open and honest person who puts love and positivity into every interview and interaction he has. I love hearing about his personal stories and how they have shaped where he is now, how he has gained wisdom from his experiences, and that laugh. Just love it. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon, for bringing this much needed resources resource into the world and thank you universe for leading me to it it makes such a difference in my day when i started out with uh with a positive head heart peace (laughs) thank you little red 89 so sweet such um such a wonderful review you definitely are uh making my day uh helping me to start my day out with a bit more of a positive head i mean how can i not smile at that wonderful sweet review and of course, um, yeah, it's all reflections here. So anything you adore in me is the reflection of you. And I certainly adore you right back uh, at at an energetic level. We haven't met many of us. Right. But I feel like I know all of you guys when I contact with you, anyone that I make contact with or connect with or have the privilege, honor of communicating with. It's always like such a comfortable, wonderful feeling and um we certainly all are soul family here and uh, I am just honored to get to play with you all in 3D in this wonderful way. <sighs> so with uh, that great start. Oh, and if you haven't had a chance to review on iTunes, please do. It helps us to reach new people. Please tell family, friends about the show. Of course, you can also write in questions via uh, positivehead.com. Uh, also my direct email, Brandon at positivehead.com. And there is the Facebook group, Positive Heads, where people are connecting and sharing and sending questions. And um, so get on there. If you're not on there, uh, you won't be sorry. <laughs> and let's see, what am I going to talk about today? So, um, this is uh, a little bit of a charged, you know, topic. We've, we've talked a lot about, you know, in the last few weeks, um, the fact that, uh, we all create our realities and that comes, you know, everything is an energetic reflection and that can get very touchy when you're talking about, um, you know, especially particularly traumatic events that people have been through that I certainly can't claim to have been through that, you know, it makes it hard to talk on such things when people have been through really, really difficult subjects or, or events in their life, traumatic events. And uh, for someone like me to talk about it, it can be, you know, it can definitely press buttons. And certainly, um, you know, I, I want to be very, very careful with that sort of thing and be very respectful. And at the end of the day, it's my perspective, you know, and um, I do believe everything is an energetic reflection at some level. We don't fully understand it all the time. We can't connect the dots necessarily from looking at our history or our life. But I think uh, there's more going going on than even your your 3D your this lifetime history there's a bigger picture that you're not seeing all the all the you know energetic uh, repercussions and things and at the end of the day more important than saying hey there's no victims or you've created it all i mean I, I, what i want to talk about today is not so much that concept um, but uh, what do you do when something has happened to you and how do you deal with it and what is the best way to deal with it once again I don't claim to have been through many of you listening have been through way more traumatic things than I have. So I'm not claiming to be any grand expert in from personal experience, but obviously I do have theories and there are other people that have theories about how to best cope with, um, you know, 
difficult paths. And uh, Carl Jung said, I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. And that's the point I really want to drive home and just touch on here today is, um, you know, realizing uh, you're not a victim no matter what you've been through. You're still here. You know, Steve Maraboli said, I'm not a victim no matter what I've been through. I'm still here. I have a history of victory. And any of you guys that have been through any kind of difficulty, uh, you're victorious that you're here. Look at what you're doing. You're making it through. You're working through. It doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, There may have been a lot of tears, a lot of pain, but here you are like choosing to tune into things that are uplifting your spirit and helping you to see more and, and accept more and, uh, be, you know, your next greatest and greatest version of yourself. And for that, I so applaud you. I have so much respect for, for those of you who have chosen a soul path that is extremely tumultuous. Yeah. I've had trials in a lot of ways, but not compared to, to some of you guys, you know, and for that, what I think of instantly is, wow, what a badass! like what brave souls to actually put yourself into a situation that is so trying so that you can have the opportunity to overcome it and become more in the process. That's what I believe. And, um, and, uh, you know, when you, uh, another thing that Steve Maraboli said is stop giving your life away to other people. And, and that's the thing is if we're sort of allowing ourselves to feel victimized, that's what we're doing, right? If you, if you take Rumi's perspective that live life as if everything is rigged in your favor, everything means all the difficulty, all the hardship, all the trauma, it's all happening for you, not to you. And it's happening through you. You know, and I believe that. And and once again, I know that's difficult for a lot of people and, and that's fine. I, I, I understand that too. And I love you all no matter what. So I just want to help, you know, because how many people get stuck in victimhood mentality when you think it happened to you and it didn't happen through you? You know, uh, I don't believe there's ever been a victim in the history of mankind. It's just my belief. I believe everything is an energetic repercussion. Everything is somehow a reflection at some level. Yes, we cannot always connect the dots. We cannot always see that that three-year-old deserves something awful to happen. Uh, I just... I just believe that at some level, it is being created by that powerful being who is so brave and bold that it's willing to create a scenario that it can overcome and become more in the process. And that is not, that's not a victim. That's a warrior. That's like, you know, that is like the boldest of the bold. And, and I know there's a lot of pain that's involved with a lot of these events and traumatic events and, and hardships and devastating families. And, and, you know, that's really what I want to try and find. How do we find a way out of the devastation, out of the, the victim energy and into, wow, actually I'm going to rise above this. And, uh, I know many of you've done it and are doing it. And for that, I, I applaud you. And I'm just honored to even, you know, have any, any impact or connection to you because there's so many out there that are so brave and you probably don't feel it even at times because you feel defeated and like you've been victimized. And I just challenge you to, um, to, uh, you know, approach it from a perspective of, uh, you know, it's, it's actually rigged in your favor, even the hard stuff, even the really hard stuff. And, uh, so what, what I have here is a clip from Carolyn Miss, uh, and it's taken from a, a very long uh, talk that she gave. It's just about ten minutes here, um, and it's on woundology. And she just talks about this very thing, um, and in dealing with um, pain and painful situations and, and past trauma. Let's take a listen. 
The more I studied this, the more I realized that your biography, that our biography becomes our biology. Our biological selves don't just form from nutrients and food. This forms from our life experiences, from our emotions, from everything about our lives, and from how we invest our energy into our past and how we glean the investments we're putting our energy in and how those investments affect our, affect our body. If we invest our energy into negative past, first of all, it's like trying to keep a corpse alive because your past is over with. Okay? It's trying to keep the dead alive and what you are really expecting to have happen is that this dead past is going to provide your body with life force. Now just think of it that way. It's not going to happen. And at some point, you're literally going to drain yourself of this wonderful life force by trying to keep your dead past alive. And when I looked at that... I suddenly understood the incredible power wounds had over us and the price it cost us to keep wounds alive. How, how incredibly um, painful it was to our systems even though it socially feels good. And that's where the real challenge is with wounds because what I realized is we, we really like to communicate with our wounds. It's very intimate. We, we like it. You know, somebody says, you know, you want to get to know somebody. And it, it, speaking wounds is a very uh, intimate way to do that. So that when you get to the point where somebody says, you know, I think you ought to learn how to talk to somebody without leading with your wounded history, you're going to look at them and say, why? <laughs> Give me a good reason why I shouldn't do it. Because you feel so safe doing it. But the fact is, it's costing you a great deal. A great deal. And you know, when you think, let me put it against a larger background, and that's that one of the reasons I found this so intriguing is because the shift into what I call wound consciousness or woundology happened so fast, almost overnight. I started to teach about the causes of illness and the energetic patterns about 1984, you know, because at about that point I had enough experience at a medical intuitive that I, I began to get invited out as a speaker and I'd share my impressions. And what impressed me was that so many people were completely enthusiastic about this new notion that we had in our culture, that we were responsible for our health and that we could heal any illness that we had. Now, from one point of view, that's a very positive and inspiring thought. And I could see it moving its way through people's cell tissue. I could see people looking at the most serious illnesses they had and saying, I can get out of this. This is the most incredible thing. And no matter what country I taught in, this notion was causing people to explode with hope. I actually could see people, when they would get up in workshops and they'd stand up and they'd say, well, I'm, I'm battling cancer here and I'm battling cancer there. And somebody else would say, you too? Me too. And they'd be applauding each other as if they, they had some kind of energetic power going. By 1988, everything had changed. Absolutely everything had changed. All of a sudden, the tone in the workshops was this. Look, I have tried everything. I've tried absolutely everything. And here I stand before you, and I'm still ill. You tell me why. And no matter where I went, this same question was being posed. I couldn't get over it. 
So I began to wonder myself, how come people aren't healing? I don't, and I, it was as much a curiosity to me as it was to them. And then the light went on in my head, and it did because of this particular situation that took place in northern Scotland at a community called Finhorn, and I will be forever grateful to this. I was having lunch with, I'll use the name Mary, I'll use, I'll use other names, and I was meeting her for lunch, and I was early, and I'm sitting down having tea with two, two gentlemen, and um, Mary comes over and she says, I introduced her. I said, Mary, this is Bill and Tom. And she extends her hand to, to greet them. In the meantime, a gentleman named Eric, who works at the community, came over. Now, pay attention to the question. He says, Mary, are you busy on Saturday? Because we, we're having a visitor, and would you mind showing her around campus? Now, all he wanted to know was, are you busy? That's a yes or a no answer. This is not a treatise. This is not a dissertation. This is yes or no. And so she says, did you say... June 8th, did you say Saturday? Uh-uh, any other day, but not that day, because this is a child abuse survivor's group. I'm part of that group. We've agreed always to be together, not on Saturday. We never let each other down. And on and on she went. Now, let me say before I proceed here, I'm not suggesting that getting over child abuse is easy, nor am I saying that child abuse is not a trauma. I'm not even dealing with that. What I'm dealing with is the manner in which a person who's endured a trauma will turn it around and use it as a way to socially control other people or a situation. Later that day, you know, Mary and I went, went out to lunch, and I said to her, i got to ask you something. How come within two minutes of your meeting these people, within t two minutes, my God, within ten seconds, you had to tell them that one, you were a victim of child abuse, and two, that you uh, were angry about this, three, that you were still angry at men, four, you had to control the conversation, five, you wanted the vocabulary in your favor, it went on and on. I wanted to know that because it was the first time I've ever seen what I now call woundology played out in a full spectrum with such power. She didn't hear the question. She heard me challenging her power and she responded with, because I am a victim of child abuse. And I said, well, I know that. Why did you have to have them know that? And when she heard me say that, her entire sense was, you are betraying me as a friend. And I instantly could feel our friendship slipping apart because we were no longer going to play by the same rules. And from that day on, I realized that this is a very powerful street currency. Not only is, are we simultaneously working as a culture to understand the nature of healing, but as a consequence, shall we say the shadow side of healing, is that we've produced a language, a culture, that has also learned what it means to use wounds in a very powerful way not to heal, as well as to use our therapeutic advances to heal. We have two opposite sides here, and it's, it's a very, very rich task to learn and to see in yourself if, in fact, you are involving yourself in any way in the language of woundology, in practicing this, if you're losing power over that, or if you're involved in a relationship in which you feel yourself controlled by the wound power of another person. So really, really powerful here, really great insight and perspective. Investing your energy into a negative past is like keeping a corpse alive, she said. 
there's a cost to keeping wounds alive. And I, and I understand it's like, uh, easier said than done to put a wound down, right? Yeah. Easy for you to say, who's never been through it. Right. I get that. Um, I'm not saying any of it's easy, but let's look at ourselves. And as we expand our perspective of, could this have happened by design at some level that I don't recall, I don't remember orchestrating this on some level of my being, my higher self, uh, was brave enough to, to orchestrate this thing. Could, is that a possibility that I can at least entertain? And, uh, also looking at yourself and saying, you know, does it feel good to me to keep the wounds alive? It's like she said, it's very intimate. We get used to, um, the stories of, you know, victimhood. Oh, here's why I, you know, here's what's the problem. You know, she talked about the woman who went on and on for, it wasn't even a part of the question why she couldn't and what, you know, she couldn't do this thing on Saturday and what the problem was and who, what her history was. And, and obviously people are going to get defensive about this stuff. That's why I try and tread so carefully because I'm not looking to offend or upset anyone rather, uh, to hopefully shine some light uh, on uh, uh, this very sensitive subject in the hope that it it helps people to just look at it slightly different and, and start self-healing. You know, it, it, it socially feels good to keep wounds alive. I think we can agree there's a big part of that in our society. Um, and what if you stop talking to someone leading with your wounded history? It's because it's costing you a great deal. You're keeping that thing alive. You know, you're, you're putting so much energy into it. And really what you are is this warrior that's going to overcome all of this stuff. Ultimately, it's not if, but when it's, it's just a matter of how long it takes, right? Your, your success is guaranteed. That's the thing about this game. In the end, we all win. It's just a matter of uh, path to get there. You can't avoid that, which you are. And that is a divine being who takes everything that's ever been in all of their their creation and uses it to become more. That's what you're doing. That's what we're all doing here. And it is such an honor to play any small role in that process with you guys. I applaud all of you brave souls for doing what you're doing and being what you're doing and being what you're being and doing this work. It is, um, truly an honor. And with that being said, I'm going to leave you with an old song here that I really love. Um, that talks about celebrating life and, you know, talking, it talks about, you know, life is short, but sweet for certain. Let's not spend that time, uh, you know, uh, focused on the wounds. Let's focus on uh, all the beauty that's right in front of you now as you, you know, what does a lotus do before the beautiful lotus flower, which is, you know, sort of the, some, some, the biggest symbol for awakening or enlightenment, I would say out there, right? The lotus flower. Well, how does the lotus flower come to be? It grows through all this mud, right? It comes, this beautiful flower comes out of mud. And a lot of us have been like that lotus flower. We've been in the mud. Some of you guys have been in the mud way more than I have. And, you know, your, your, your lotus flower that is ready to bloom is right there, getting, waiting for you to just water it just right and see it from the right perspective. And, uh, you know, what a beautiful process. So, with that being said, I'm going to leave you with Dave Matthews Band. The song is called Two Step. Life is short, but sweet for certain. Let's make the most of it, shall we? Also, if you're craving more consciousness elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web where you can stream an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. 
As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. Check it out.
Hey, you're a glamour. 